Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Oh, I am so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for listening to our series. It's been such an important series. This is the last, the sixth episode of our six-part series for the highlighting the therapeutic programs um, of Warrior Women of Light and Daughters of Light here at Life Changing Services. I just really hope you've been as, as inspired as I have been. So grateful that you're listening. And I hope that you have learned some neat things about you and about the young women and the women that you love in your life and that you've been able to share these episodes with, with other women. It can help. And But today, our finale is to just get to know what this awesome therapeutic team of Warrior Women of Light and Daughters of Light, Anility Milne, Kim Davis, Hallie Roderick, and Megan Bowman. I'm so excited for you to meet them, and I hope that you will feel like I feel that these women are just warrior-hearted. They hold up a really special light, and they have a purpose. And they're passionate about it, and it is to bring people hope. So grateful for them, and I am just going to really let them introduce themselves, and I'm going to ask Anelody to just facilitate that discussion. Thanks, Anelody. Thank you, Karen. Well, today, I just want to introduce our team and just give you a chance to get to know us a little bit and why we're, we're doing what we're doing. It's interesting because as I'm looking at my team, I'm thinking, hmm, 
we look like a bunch of moms and we are, you know, that's really who we are. We're warrior moms. You know, we have, we have the love of the gospel in our hearts. We know that there is a battle raging and we want to just be part of that battle. We want to just go stand next to our comrades and, you know, administer first aid if we have to. We don't necessarily want to be the leaders. We just want to be maybe the medevac, you know, and deliver hope to people who are really bleeding out and not, you know, not the battle is raging and it, there, there are casualties around us. You know, that's a lot of metaphor for things are getting hard for us mentally, spiritually here on this earth. And I have a beautiful team with me. And I'm just going to, I'd like to just tell us everyone here how real we are. So I got involved with Eternal Warriors, becoming an Eternal Warriors therapist eventually. But I got involved because I met Maurice and I had a son who had been struggling. And I had a daughter who was dating someone who was struggling. And I, it, this was a whole new world for me. And this was only in 2011. You know, that's been 10, a little over 10 years ago. What the heck? You know, I, I didn't even know that this was a thing that people, you know, had, you know, the technology that we have has just exploded and given so many options to our youth, to everybody, not just our youth, to the entire, you know, population. And so because I had some people in my life who were struggling, I kind of just, kind of, I'm the type of person that just butts in and says, hey, <laughs> What's going on over here? Can you help me? Can you tell me what's going on? So I kind of butted in and got to know Maurice a little bit. And he said, hey, what are you doing with your life? And at the time, I was just finishing a master's degree. And he says, well, you want to do this with me? And so I actually joined the, his team, maybe one of his first few team members. I think you were first, Karen. You were probably the very first team member. And I, what I had done professionally at that, up to that point was write curriculum. So I just stepped in and asked if I could help to systematize his program. And so I, I helped him kind of put his information together into what we call the Eternal Warriors training. And now we have a whole new modality for therapeutic intervention, which is so exciting to me. I had no idea that that's where it was going to head. And within the last 10 years, I've had, I've had a whole re remake over. I, I'm actually recovering from a nervous breakdown myself, time when I was very, very ill on medication. And when I started to learn more and more about the, the tools, I realized, okay, wait, so this isn't just for addiction recovery. This is really for me. It's so applicable for me. And I fight my battles every day. You know, Satan still has had influence, but I'm feeling stronger, mightier every day. The more I use my, my skills that I learn from eternal warriors. And you can think of it as, you know, there's CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy out there. There's DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. There's mindfulness therapy. There's, you know, trauma therapy, EMDR, brain spotting. There's, you know, all these different types of approaches to therapeutic interventions. And there's eternal warriors, 
which would be, it's kind of a combination between CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy mixed with the spiritual aspect and the spiritual, the spiritual modality is actually a modality that is, I was on another therapeutic intervention. So you can kind of think of it as that it's legit. And all these women here are trained in the eternal warriors therapeutic interventions. So that's kind of me and my recovery has taken many years, but I, I feel like each one of us here and my team came to the team for that need, which it makes us very unique because when, let's say we have someone who's getting trained in CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, they've got credentials and they're, you know, they have therapeutic background. And the reason they come to it is because they're trying to figure out a way to help people. The reason we came to this Eternal Warriors is because we needed a, a way to help ourselves, which makes it so personal and, and really dives deep inside of us. So I'm just going to ask my, my ladies here. First of all, I want to tell you, we are a team of women because we do therapeutic interventions for women. And specifically, we do some therapeutic interventions that are sexually, the subject is a sexual nature. And so uh, we think it would be very inappropriate for men to be doing that work with women. And so that's why we're a team of women <clears throat> that do this. So I'm just going to give each one of us a minute to talk about, or a few minutes to talk about what brought you personally to the Eternal Warriors. And I want to start with my protege, Kim Davis, who I have loved since the minute I met her and have seen the beauty and the strength in her and have just said, come on, girl, let's go. So Kim? Okay, first I do have to say, when someone sees you, like they really see you better than you see yourself, you do things you would never imagined that you could do and and that's what anality has done for me and i i hope in turn that that's what i'm doing for the girls that i work with i see in them what they can't see in themselves and as a result they're doing things they never thought they could do so it's really exciting so i have anality introduced me to eternal warriors about eight years ago and I went to the training and it, it looked something like this. They said, welcome to mentor training. And I turned to someone, I said, what does that mean? They said, you're going to be a mentor. And I turned to them and I said, what does that mean? And, and so then I, I got trained, but because I wasn't dealing uh, with any sexual addictions myself and the material at the time was written toward that audience of those looking for sexual self-mastery. I interpreted it in the lenses that I was dealing with in my own personal issues. Like Anality pointed out, we are all in a battle. And I'm a mother of eight children. And my late husband had some severe health problems. He's passed away now. So when I came into the program, I'm seeing these incredible principles, not for recovery, but for daily life. And as a result, I ended up teaching families, going into families' homes. Now I do that through Zoom, which is really effective. I can reach people across the nation and help them apply these powerful principles in a God-centered way, which is super powerful to really connect with your source of power and understand the psychological side of things and the physiological side of things. 
and to teach them these principles to help them in in self-mastery in every aspect of their life. And when an LED approached me, so I, I've been teaching and coaching eternal warriors for almost eight years. And then about four or five years ago, I forget the timing of things. I started, maybe it was four years ago, I started mentoring the new mentors, teaching those, doing the training. I teach the training classes for those that are becoming trained in this. I teach the trainers. And that's been joyful for me because I see those that have been fighting sexual addictions for decades that have applied these powerful principles and have stepped into a whole new experience of life. Super exciting, super inspiring. So Nelody approached me in taking the two in-person Daughters of Light group in Farmington and jumping into that has been incredible. What the Daughters of Light program has to offer is even more rich, more dynamic than is offered to just the men because our focus is, is really on that emotional awareness, the inner processes, what's going on there. As we heal those areas, then these outside physical manifestations that show up in addictions or just acting outside their behavior, their values, their behavior acting outside their values, those things can be addressed much more easily because the inner issues are being settled. I just love it. My, my motto really is to fight the real battle. The real battle is to have the spirit. And when you win that battle, you're going to win all the battle. Can I just ask you really quickly? I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. You probably haven't prepared for this, but I know because I see you and I know you and I feel you. I know that you have had some specific particular types of battles that you've fought. And I'm just wondering if you would be vulnerable with us for a minute and just let me know, you know, maybe share a type of battle that you could share with us that you fight. In the past, I just thought I was a horrible person. I, I fell into cycles of anger and, and despair and blame and shame. Like that was like a very typical cycle that I would go through often. And I just, at some point in my life, I just thought, I'm just a really bad person. I'm a horrible person. And if people really knew me, they wouldn't like me because what's going on up here? So, so anger, definitely a battle. And as a mom, that is not a battle you want to fight. And my addiction of choice was sugar. So I was a serious sugar addict. I would choose sugar over anything, over anything. And in the process of eternal warriors, God just said, stop looking at sugar and look to me. And it was kind of scary, but I was like, okay, I'll just fix my eyes. And it has been the, the principles taught at life-changing services, eternal warriors, and what is found in the like dragons that they fight book that have been fundamental in, in giving me the power to stand with Christ in that calling, calling out of sugar. That sounds really silly unless you've had that addiction, but to be called out and to just be like, just look to me, stop looking for healing outside of you. I, I, there's also been just marriage struggles and my husband is such a good man and he passed away from COVID and a brain tumor, such a good man, but our marriage was not ideal. 
And yet we were able, both of us, because he employed the principles too. So as both of us worked on these principles together, we were able to create a really powerful unity in our marriage and a deep sense of love and trust Beautiful. that hadn't been there before. Wow. Thank you for that, Cher. That was, that's very important. So what I'm hearing you say is these are powerful tools for recovery and that you actually are experiencing a recovery and addiction from sugar. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm absolutely. so there with you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. So next in my screen is Hallie Roderick. I'm just wondering, would you be willing to be vulnerable today and tell us a little bit about how you came to the Eternal Warriors program and therapeutic interventions? Yeah, I relate a lot to what Kim said, and I have also loved and admired Kim. I was trained by Kim in the Eternal Warrior Mentor Training, and so I feel honored to have been mentored by her and continue to be mentored by her and you and Elodie. I was first introduced to these Eternal Warrior principles and life-changing services when my husband and I were also struggling relationally, and we... I knew when we were looking for support that we were going to need both professional support and spiritual support. And this was the only place I could find that, that the spiritual support that aligned with my values and my beliefs. And so we came just like Kim, we both learned the eternal warrior principles, which has helped us to create a different relationship than what we ever had before. And I often said that I would never want to go through the experiences that led us to life-changing services again, but I would also never give them back because of the things that we've learned and the transformation that we've had. We're not perfect. Our relationship is not perfect. He too was a good man, and we both work really hard to use the tools that we have learned to be able to continue to, to progress individually and together as a couple. So that's how I originally came to life-changing services. And when I also wasn't coming from the lens of addiction or sexual addiction, but I, as I learned these principles, I just, they spoke to me in such a deep way that I went through the Eternal Warriors program as a student at first and really learned how to apply the, the principles. And I graduated from the program and life went on for a little bit. And I just kept having this call, like, you need to, you need to go do that. You need to go do that. And so I figured out how to do the mentor training myself and I got involved with that and I kind of took a leap of faith and I, I quit my job and I had no idea where it was going to lead me. That was several years ago. But in that time, I, had, I started out um, mentoring other Eternal Warrior students. I had several young women's groups that I just loved. I loved helping those girls, just like you were talking about, helping them try to learn to see themselves in the way that I saw them and that their heavenly father saw them. And the power that comes in knowing your identity is very real. And I think that that's one of the things that has helped me. There was a time in my life where I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust too many people. I kind of lived in a state of fear and that's not really a fun place to to be. It's not really a fun place to live in a constant state of fear and mistrust. And so through learning who I am and the confidence that comes through that and the relationship that has developed in a much deeper way with my father in heaven and my savior than I ever had before, those are things I could never give back. And that is why I'm still here. And so 
a year or so ago. I think it's probably been almost a year when I, the opportunity to get involved with Daughters of Light came up. I jumped because I had studied a little bit about what you guys were doing over here. And as I've learned more, the principles of Daughters of Light and Eternal Warriors just deepen my understanding of what I learned in, in Eternal Warriors and everything else I had been doing up to that point. And so it's a beautiful program. I love I love what it teaches the girls and I just feel honored to be involved in it. And I run one of the online groups for Daughters of Light and it's probably one of my, the favorite things I do every week. I look forward to spending time. With I know. Girls. Don't you just love, don't you just fall in love with those girls? Yeah. They're amazing. so good. Yeah. And to see so the connection that they have with each other and how they build each other up. And it's, it's a pretty unique and incredible dynamic that happens in those groups. And it's awesome. So Hallie, I'm just wondering, would you be willing to highlight maybe one of the skills or a piece of knowledge that you've gained in Eternal Warriors that has been uh, helpful to you that you've been able to use that made a difference in your life? Yeah, that is a good question. Let me, how do I choose just one? Probably the thing that has helped me the most is to really start to be aware of the thoughts that are coming into my head and where they're coming from. Being able to identify the source and that connection that's happening in my body, that body connection, the physical response that I have related to the thoughts that are coming in my, into my head. And when I can decipher what the voices in my head, where they're coming from, I learned how to decide when the enemy is speaking torment to me or temptation mm -hmm. and when Heavenly Father is speaking to me and what the difference is. And and my body tells me that I've learned how to like make that connection. I check in with my body and what it's trying to tell me. That has been huge in my life in so many ways. Relationally, in I also have struggled to overcome a, a, a sugar and caffeine addiction and just unhealthy eating in general. And even in related to those things, you, some people wouldn't call those things spiritual, but to me, they're spiritual. It, no, I agree. There is a spiritual connection that helps us kind of master our natural man. And I think that's been probably one of the most valuable tools that I've learned. So are you saying that that would be like the knowledge of the satanic spin and the chemical scale? Yes. Yes. That would be, if you were to tie it to a, the term in a, of a principle that we use. Yeah. The satanic spin and chemical scale and the three, the different voices that we hear in our yeah. life. The, the the voices, not all the voices in your head can be trusted. Yeah. About the way Kim says that. Yeah. I use it all the time. Yeah. The, the different voices in your head. Thank you. Megan, so I would like to just ask you also, can you just give us an idea of how you got involved in your personal story? You bet. So I was introduced to the program in 2018 when my husband had a sexual addiction disclosure. And at the time, I was already in the midst of a tremendous, overwhelming personal battle because I was very freshly recovering from a stroke at the age of 39. And so it came out of left field and I was just feeling so completely, overly and utterly overwhelmed by life. Like this was so much bigger than I was. And at that point in my life, I had been training Brazilian jiu-jitsu and competing every, you know, every month to two months. And I knew what it meant to go to battle. 
I knew what it meant to be hand to hand in battle with, with an opponent. So I was fighting something so much bigger that I couldn't see standing right in front of me, that I couldn't put my hands on, that I couldn't train anymore for by practicing and going to the gym every day. And so it was incredibly crushing. And like you said, Anelity, you had been, you were recovering from a breakdown. And I would say that was a major breakdown for me. At that point, I was just overwhelmed with my physical health condition, being a young mom, not knowing what my capability would be physically when I had everything that I had relied on really as a source of a major part of my identity that I related to taken away from me. And then to have that disclosure, I just was floored and gutted. And I was probably going through the most humbling experience of my life. And like Hallie said, would never, ever, ever, ever want to repeat that. However, I have learned that like everything in life, there is a very specific plan for each and every one of us, that each and every one of us goes through each trial that we face for a higher purpose. And Heavenly Father knows us so much better than we know ourselves. So my husband found the Men of Moroni program and introduced me to the Worth program. And then going through the Worth program, it brought a certain amount of help to me at that time, but I wanted more. Being somebody who needs to have a battle plan, which at that time in my life, I didn't relate that desire, that innate desire in myself to being something called a battle plan. But I needed action. I needed tools and skills to rebuild and I needed structure and accountability in order to do that, in order to rebuild my life with or without the, everything going on around me. And so I joined the Eternal Warriors program and that's how I was introduced to Hallie because her name was kind of coming up all over the place. And so I went and signed up for the Eternal Warriors program. And that was the best introduction to the best change of direction in my entire life. I felt like I was actually getting what I needed to connect two worlds, to connect the battles and challenges I am facing daily in front of me day in and day out with my relationships, with my struggles to, con to maintain a spirituality and a connection to my Heavenly Father and even more so a connection to myself when everything was challenging that and a connection to my Heavenly Father and that spirit that I crave that I fought so hard and I felt like I was only able to get to a certain level and I just felt like there was more. I knew there was more because there's times that you have breakthroughs where you have those extremely spiritual times, those extremely spiritual experiences. But I wanted to, and I needed to live that and feel that a lot more regularly on my daily, in my daily life. So Eternal Warriors really set me up for in learning the tools and skills to have that be part of my every single day. 
It's so interesting because our spiritual and emotional health are so interconnected, aren't they? And Satan mm-hmm. just knows that our spiritual, our emotional, and our mental health is, it's just, it feels like it's so interwoven that there's hardly any way to, to disconnect it. But, you know, when we, when we think about how God t- taught us how to, how to receive revelation, it's, I will tell you in your heart and your mind. So that spiritual connection comes through that mental and and emotional stability, cleanliness. Yeah. They're all so connected. So I'm just wondering, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like you were saying, I've always been a student of mental health. I've um, felt like my life has been a battlefield. (laughs) I've always, I've always been a student of mental health, but the Eternal Warriors program really was able to be the first connection and link I had to really growing that spiritual battle and connecting the two, the things that I knew in my head, the things that I felt in my heart and soul. Right. Right. So you're the newest behavioral specialist on our team. I'm just wondering, could you share with us one thing that you have learned from your girls, from your sisters in group? Oh, wow. It's hard to say one thing. I mean... Just one thing, though. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the best. Oh, just yeah. that one. Yeah. I would say that the biggest battle, the biggest, the biggest lie that Satan really wins with is reducing our clarity and understanding for the choice that we have, the choices in our life. We get into situations and we feel like, we buy into this idea that, well, I have to do this or I don't have any other options and I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. When in reality, so many choices that we have. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. all he tries to make us feel backed down. into the corner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that boils down to understanding what our choices are and how we react to the situations, the chemical scale the satanic spin. When you understand those concepts, you understand how many more choices and options you actually really do have and how much control you have over the direction of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Megan. I just want to kind of wrap things up for, for us here as, as we are kind of moving into the next thing that we're going to be talking about. But what I'm hearing over and over and over again is how much God is working in your lives and our lives. And Karen, something that, and it's not recent, but it feels recent. This new, like powerful awareness is, I don't have to do this alone. I'm not down here doing it alone. If I'm going to do something hard, if it's something hard I have to do. I don't have to depend on me and I don't need to be afraid of me. I can just say, you know what? I'm doing my very best, God. Come on, let's go. You know, take my hand. I, I'm giving it to you. Just take my hand and lead me. And I promise you, I will do my best to follow. I, I'm, I'm weak in this moment. I need your strength. And he delivers. I think that's what I'm hearing. You know what? I'm hearing that too. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so grateful to hear each one of your experiences. 
and your testimonies of that very thing that you just mentioned in Elodie. It's like we all really are on the path, pressing forward with our hand on the rod. But even with that, because of the deceptions all around us and the things that you ladies have described, sometimes we just need a guide to remind us that your hand is on the rod. Heavenly Father is here to help you. This is what that looks like. And this is why you maybe haven't been able to see that yet. But it's been here all along. And let us guide you and just show you. And as people look down and see their hand on the rod and their feet on the path, they're like, okay, thank you. It's like I've been so illuminated. And I think that's what your team does is, is I help people identify that who they are, that they have help. And we are going to guide you to show you how to find those things with the principles of the eternal warriors and the really wonderful things that you do in warrior women of light and daughters of light. So I have a couple questions for you that I know moms will be wondering. And they might be saying, well, like, what kind of things? Is it only sexual self-mastery or something like that? Like, what kind of other issues? might you serve in Daughters of Light, Warrior Women of Light? So Kim, I'm just wondering if you can take that because you're probably, you have the most diverse experience with this. So the girls in my group were adolescents ranging from 12 to 18, roughly. And they are dealing, some are dealing with sexual self-mastery. Others are dealing with self-harm, cutting, or other self-harming behaviors. The ones that I love to see come in are those that are just struggling with self-esteem or anxiety or a little bit of depression because they, they're on this cusp of which road do I go down? Do I take what Satan is offering me to medicate those issues with, you know, self-harm or other behaviors outside of their values or pornography to numb that pain and to dull the senses? Or do I take this route of healing, where we turn the light on, they see who they really are, and they have tools to fight those battles, even in the moment. So those are the just across the board. It can be anything we're already in addiction, or hey, I'm just struggling. But what I've seen across the board, whatever they're dealing with, even just like honesty issues or, or other things, these girls wake up. They wake up and they realize that the enemy is attacking them. It is not them. They're not the ones that are broken. It, they're under a satanic attack and to have tools and awareness starts with awareness. They got to wake up and then we teach them how to use the tools. And because of the nature of the group, the girls show up in a place that they are, they're vulnerable. They're supported. They can be really, really honest. And, and because of that honesty and that support and that vulnerability, they take the tools and they're able to make real changes in their It's exciting. It's, in fact, it's mind-blowing. If I'm a mom and I have a daughter who's just struggling with a little bit of self-esteem, some anxiety and depression, I'm kind of afraid maybe to put her in a group with girls that are struggling with sexual self-mastery or girls that are self-harming or girls that are having an eating disorder. That might, ah, you know, so... Is it kind of like sense of healing where it's just an overall lost battle language? Yeah, we, because everyone's so, fighting their own battles. Oh, and Ellie, I apologize. 
That's a good point. Because everyone's fighting their own battles. We have some, co- it's a goal-based program. We have some common goals, but there are two specific goals that are very personalized for the girls. And some girls talk about the specifics of their goals and other girls are just say, that's just one of my goals. And we talk in general terms of boss battle analysis. Very good. Wow, how powerful, how powerful that there can be many, many kinds of needs in the group and that the principles will help everybody where they're at. Go ahead and Also, the question you asked was, is this exactly like Sons of Helaman? And I'm going to say yes and no. And I'm, I think Hallie, you probably, so I know Hallie has to scooch because she's got another thing she has to get to. So I'm just wondering, if, Hallie, uh, if you take a minute to just kind of tell us what your understanding of the difference is, and then we'll let you go. Okay. Yeah, I've had a little interaction with Sons of Helaman as well. I used to do some PWT work, personal warrior trainer work with some of the young men in the Sons of Helaman program. And so I love that program. It's amazing. I love the Sons of Helaman and the Daughters of Light and Warrior Women is different in that we have kind of a softer approach to things because we're women and we're highly emotional. And so it is, it is more, to me, more mindful we teach the girls to really get clear on connecting with their body and what their body is telling them. And it is, I don't know, I've never really actually sat in on a Sons of Helaman group. I've only worked with those clients one-on-one, but in, I feel like it's probably more connected because girls like to, when they get in a safe place, they can be vulnerable and they can share their hard struggles with each other. And so I kind of imagine in my mind that it's a little different in that way and that we're more emotional and vulnerable in what we share and how we uplift. And I know my girls in my group stay in contact with each other throughout the week and they support each other. And so it's just a very supportive and tender approach that we take. I would say tender is a really good way to say it. Yeah. I would say we use the word, I love you a lot, the phrase, I love you a lot <laughs> in our group, you know, oh my gosh, I love you so much. We're such girls. I mean, we're, you know, and I don't want that to be off-putting for some people who don't necessarily connect to that emotional thing. But we, like Hallie said, I feel like we, we're, we're really, we are, we pour out the love to each other. That's, that's, I, I would say that's one, like the highlight of what I love when I come to group and someone so says, oh my gosh, hi, I'm so happy to see you. Oh my gosh, hi. you know, and because they're in connection with each other during the week, they, they know what battles they've been fighting. And, you know, one of our girls, she's just been struggling with her family issues. And, you know, first thing they get on, they start saying, what's going on? What happened? You know, can what can we do to help you? I mean, they're just so, and then we had another woman who just came back after a while because she had a speed bump and she wants to just make sure she has clarity, continues her clarity. So she came back after being away for about four months. And she, one of the other girls said, oh my gosh, I'm so happy they're back. We've missed you so much, you know? And then all of a sudden she's like, oh yeah, I remember how much I love this sisterhood. You know, and it's just an opportunity for us to love on each other and work through some really hard stuff. Thank you, Hallie. So good. Can you also share with me a lot of parents who have daughters or if it's women, you know, young, single, adult age or older who are struggling with, you know, something in the arena of LGBTQ. Sometimes we feel like 
separated or I don't think this program is yeah. going to help things like that. So can yeah. you share with me how it does help though so, you're struggling with that, though, anything that's yeah, in this category? I, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely an important topic these days, especially as uh, society trends towards a little bit more openness to all of that kind of stuff. I will tell you what I have just experienced and I have, so I'm deep into this world. I attend the Evergreen Conference every year. I have several friends who are same-sex attracted. I, I've done a lot of research reading on this subject. And I had this was way before I even really got involved with the Warrior Women and Daughters of Light programs. So it's fascinating to me that, wow, God, I just, I, it's God, God works amazing. He, I get interested in something and I deep, dig, dig deep into it. And then all of a sudden I discover I need the information. So, yes. So this is what we sort of know. We know 100% that same-sex attraction is a very real experience. And it feels like that goes against the teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what we also know is that especially girls are very connected and emotionally uh, driven and connected during their adolescence. So sometimes because the world is very open to these things, girls feel like they have a little bit of social pressure to, to explore that and they explore it and discover that's not for them, which I think that exploration is scary for parents. And again, going back to maybe they feel like it's against the gospel, the teachings of the gospel. So the church website has some really great information on this and, and how it relates to the gospel. Basically, it says, you know what? Same, same rules apply. Chastity is the deal, right? So if you're feeling like those are things that are happening to you, there's no shame. We understand that that is a possibility and that we want to know that you're we want you to know that you're loved in every way, just the way you are, and same rules apply. With that being said, of course, again, going back to we know it's biologically real, what they're experiencing, and we know it's socially trending. So whereas when I grew up and when you grew up and when these ladies grew up, it was more like, oh, we're, we're just, you know, buddy-buddy girls who connect and hold hands and, and skip down the street together. These days, if that feeling is there lots of times the implication may be oh well then you might be bisexual or lesbian or whatever and so that they kind of take on that identity and then it's hard to transition out of that identity or just being given permission to i need to know me and i think that's really just the important part is we just need to know us as far as gender identity again it's something that's socially trending. And it's also technically right now, we know that in the DSM-5, it's, it is a body dysphoria, which means I don't feel comfortable in my body. And I might have something that has taught me that it's not okay to be me. And in those cases, you know, there are options available to them in society that may not be what God wants for us to do. So those things we have to be very careful with 
And we need to stay very close to the spirit and very close to the possibilities for healing. What is it that I need to be healed and to know who I am? And then at what point do I embrace what it is that I'm experiencing? It's a very delicate process. And I just don't think it should be taken. I don't like that it's being maybe a little bit taken lightly, especially for those who are really super struggling with it, this body dysphoria. And I do think that, again, because it's trending, it's actually not a very socially acceptable anymore to be an effeminate man or a masculine woman or a tomboy. You know, when my daughter was growing up, even my, when my daughter was growing up, she was definitely a tomboy. You know, she was outside all the time. She was always in cowboy boots and her cowboy hat. And she made herself a leather cowboy jacket when she was 10 years old, you know, and she never came in the house. She was always outside, you know, with sticks and stones and all of that kind of stuff. I would still say she's a little bit more a masculine tomboy than my other daughters. I kind of have the extremes. I have the really girly girls. <laughs> I've got a middle and then I've got this, you know, but I don't think my daughter had, she had, you know, she didn't have a lot of trauma or a lot of what we call a high A score, which is a adverse childhood experiences. She had fairly normal childhood, which helped her really maintain who she was and be okay with her masculine nature. And I think that needs to be addressed also. And there are people that we just know this is real. Some people feel like they are not masculine, not feminine. They're a little bit disconnected from their bodies. And those tend to actually be people who are on the spectrum and they're very disconnected from their bodies because their bodies are very difficult to manage if they got into their bodies. There's, there's a lot of sensory stuff going on. So this complicated, right? Totally. But so appreciative of just everyone's effort to try to understand and approach it in a Christ-like loving manner. And that's kind of an overall message that I'm getting from you ladies is that love for God, love for yourself love for each other that that's your groups have a lot of uh, that. I would say definitely love for for God look I would say love is it but I think a better word for us would be connection for sure because love love is love like we all understand the word love however Satan tries to isolate us it's you know if I learn to love God I learn to love God yes but am I connected to him can I love you, Karen? Yeah, I can cut. I can love you from a distance. I totally love you. But am I connected to you? And so we really, really, what we know about addictive behaviors and about any kind of mental health problems is the, the whole story of how does, a, how does a lion catch its prey? It goes, for the, it goes for the ones it can isolate from the herd. And then it takes it down. So we want it to be about connection. Oh, and I know you moms out there listening who are familiar with 
what we do at Life Changing Services to support parents and our, you know, resources for mothers, that is very highlighted that connection is key to healing. Yeah. Key, it's key to seeing ourselves clearly. And all the research, Karen, shows that the therapeutic alliance is about 70% of the healing because it's connection. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another question I'm thinking moms might have out there is, well, how long is the Daughters of Light program? And how much does it cost? So it's very similar to the Sons of Healman. It's a 12-week graduation program. We do what we call habit tracking. So we track their habits for a for the whole time that they're in the program. And we ask them to, for their therapeutic goal, which is one of their habits they're trying to create in their life. We, a lot of times it's a, a no goal, something I'm not going to engage in, like I'm not going to self-harm or I'm not going to look at pornography. I'm not going to sneak out anymore. I'm not going to lie, a lie to my parents, you know, that no goal. We asked them to go 84 consecutive days at getting a win in that one particular habit. And then once they meet that, that marker, mile marker of 84, they graduate. And at graduation, the price goes down into half. So at the beginning, the program is $60 a week. And then when they graduate, it goes down to $30 a week. And which I understand I've been looking into group therapy. Group therapy is cheaper than individual therapy. It's also much more effective in the way that uh, I just described that they are able to connect in ways that they can't in, in individual therapy. And I have been looking into some of the prices out there and wow, I just can't believe it's, the prices are phenomenal, like $120 a week for group therapy. We consider ourselves an outpatient therapeutic intervention. So we ask the girls to be very committed, at least during the time they're, they're working on graduating. And so, you know, it, this is one of, this isn't, oh, this is the thing we do on Thursdays. This is, we do this right now because we are getting well and we do what we have to, to, to get well. We, this comes first on our schedule. Adding to that. I think it'd be very important for the parents to understand clearly, don't expect your daughters to go through 12 weeks and come out totally whole, right? It's 12 weeks consecutive of winning their battles that allows for the brain to change. And then the cool thing with Daughters of Light is after that 12 weeks, after that graduation mark, they could reset a new goal. They might be more in touch with themselves or more aware, or they have more understanding. They're like, wow, you can see there's more opportunities for growth. I want to stay. I want the support. I want to master something next. Yeah. And can I just say, I'm not sure if everyone mentioned it in their podcast interview that we've listened to just before these, this, this episode. Yeah. I think every one of them are like, I'm a lifer. I don't know how, how I will ever leave warrior women of light. Right. They just appreciate it so much. And so I think they all mentioned that, you know, that that was that that connection had been just. Yeah. I have a couple of women in the group who say, this is just my gym membership. (laughs) Yeah, I can agree more. So incredibly powerful connecting in healing. 
Okay. You know what? I can't think of any more questions a mom might have. So if you're out there listening and you're like, dang it, I wish you would have thought of my question. I'm sorry. I missed it. Can you ladies, since you started out saying we're, we're all mothers, we have mother hearts. We battle in the trenches for our children. Anything that you can think of that you might be wanting to know from your mother heart and with your expertise that you can say here at the end. Em has to go first because she has the most children among us. <laughs> I, I think what my thoughts for the mothers are to get personal training. When I got personal training, my family began to change. When we send off a child, hey, fix them, fix them here, fix them in that area. That's, that's great. They're learning new skills. But to able to really support your daughter or your son, to really support them, is to really be able to internalize and make the changes yourself. Step into your own battle. Face Get the tools you need. Get the support you need through mothers you, who know or through warrior women, or through eternal warriors. Get the training yourself and begin to fight your own battle. Yeah. That will change your family faster than anything. And adding to that, Kim, Arbinger Institute has a really wonderful, what they call pyramid. What's at the top of the pyramid? What do I need to work on as a parent at the top of the pyramid? And then the thing at the, the bottom of the period, pyramid being hierarchical. And the thing at the top of the pyramid is my work. That's the first thing you do because your example is far more important than anything else you can do. And the, the thing at the very bottom of the pyramid is correction. So I'm just seconding what, what Kim said. If you do your work and you figure out you, what your personal battles are, you show up to the table so much better as a human being and a person for your children. You know, I can remember a battle I was going on with my son, just lots and lots of fear. You know, he was just exploring his own life and doing his own thing. He didn't want to go on a mission. And, you know, now he's a rationalist and, you know, and just kind of keeping my soul calm while he's going through all of that and just reconnecting with who I knew he was. And I was fighting some serious personal battles. And I'm so glad that I was able to fight those battles and win those battles and show up and say things like, you got this, buddy. I know who you are. You're a beloved son of God. You got this. You can do this. And, you know, my husband's always worried because he's not doing A, B, C, D, whatever it is he's not doing. And I'm always saying to myself, I don't want to get caught up in his worry. He's got this. And I do me. I don't do my husband. I don't regulate my husband. He can regulate him. He can have his relationship with my son, however he wants to do it. I do me. I'm not going to get caught up in his little worry tornado over there. I'm going to show up and say, you got this, son. I knew you had this. I'd like to also add there's a lot of power in speaking the same language and being able to communicate to each other and understanding what your child is going through. And how to support them through that. And also, like you were saying, Anelity, too, understanding where those boundaries are of this is your child's struggle. I can support them by letting them struggle and loving them unconditionally through it. Understanding that 
this is not a reflection necessarily on my parenting. This is not a reflection on me. This is a condition each and every one of us shares that come to this earth. We are each going to face our own battles and our own temptations. This is my child that I'm getting to see. So I have a special inside perspective to this struggle, but I also have the special power and knowledge and gift from Heavenly Father of being this child's parent and being able to support them in a way no one else can. But it kind of comes back down to like boundaries of this is separating their struggle from your own insecurities as a parent. Yeah, that is so excellent. Wow. You girls are just speaking our language over here for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. That's where we, that's how we started. And that's what I really wanted you to hear is this is how we started. We started right. with us. Yeah. So you know what? This is what I'm really hoping comes to light for moms. And it is that we have a powerful heart. We have a lot of good work to do. And it's going to take some extra courage to consider that the things that we have gotten used to fearing and wondering about and worrying about that are just kind of get played off as normal for boys, right? We need to start recognizing that in our day that our daughters, they are so special. And sometimes because they don't maybe exhibit like a son would when he's off, right? They exhibit maybe a little different. And as a mother, it'd be super hard for me to hear that my daughter was struggling with the same maybe sexual yeah. self-mastery issues my son had struggled with. Pornography addiction and pornography use affects men differently than it does women. For men, it causes them to objectify people, especially women. And so when you feel like you've become the object that your son needs to get around and he treats you like that, we either the lost little lust monsters in him and he's just trying to get around you, criticizing you, you know, berating you, whatever it is that you can sense he's objectifying you, you know, he's struggling. And that for a woman is like, no, I, there's something going on here for women. It's not like that. Pornography use and those types of behaviors actually decrease self-esteem. It attacks their self-worth. Yes. And so that's the behavior you're looking for. When you can notice their self-esteem start tanking, something's going on. So thank you so much for bringing that up because there is a difference. Right. Well, we are totally up to being extra courageous and it helps us to be more courageous knowing that there's this awesome resource for our daughters yeah. and for ourselves. Cause I think, you know, I do some coaching with women and you know, it isn't until we get to know each other for a bit that finally this is what they're really dealing with. This is the thing I don't want anyone to ever find out, but this is where I'm struggling. And I've been thankful for your resource because once we get to that place, you know, it's just so wonderful to say, you know what, this warrior women of light might 
be exactly what you need. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Thank you so much for today. I hope we can come back and discuss yeah. these things in more depth. Yeah. So if, if women wanted to just find you, well, of course, we'll put that in the show notes so you can go and look and just click on it. But let's say it out loud in case people are just driving and like, what would they do to find Daughters of Light and Warrior Women of Light? Go to warriorwomenoflight.org or daughtersoflight.org or lifechangingservices.org. All three of those places will take you there. All right. And I'm just wondering, can we close the way that we close our group? Oh, that would be phenomenal. Sounds so Ladies, fun. let's have a hug. Everyone unmute. I'm going to say on the count of three, and then we're just going to say courage, strength, grace together, and then we'll hug. So one, two, three. Courage. Courage. Strength. strength grace. Grace. Love you, ladies. So good. So if you're listening, they all, some of them had arm motions. What were your arm motion, Megan? We just give each other a virtual hug. No, Megan did something else. Did you do this? Oh, yeah, you can do that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, flexing, flexing her biceps, you know, like, you know, <laughs> hey, and then hugging, put their arms around themselves and all just joy. Thanks, ladies. Appreciate you. Thanks, everybody. Oh, Thank, you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers You Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA-age young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.